Hi, I'm Jayant Sriram and welcome to In Focus, the Hindu's analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. This is part 2 of our discussion on India's drug laws. An issue that we're looking at inspired by the Sushant Singh Rajput case and the coverage that it's been getting. Though we're not of course debating any of the particulars in that case. In our last episode we looked at the evolution of the Narcotic Drugs and Psychotropic Substances Act in India over the years and the discussion around punishment and sentencing that are in the laws provisions. In this episode we'll move toward talking about the legalization of cannabis or marijuana and address some confusing aspects in India's laws. where certain parts of the marijuana plant are actually allowed for commercial use and others are not we'll do a comparison also with other countries particularly the us and look at the discussion there about the legalization of marijuana and look at what the discussion around this issue has been in india in the courts in parliament and through research and data that has recently become available i'm joined once again for this episode by tripti tandon she is a delhi based lawyer who is associated with the lawyers collective and works on drug policies and human rights so we discussed the history of the ndps act and some concerns around punishment and sentencing and so this is a good juncture i think to move toward a discussion around legalization particularly legalization of marijuana and uh, the obvious point of comparison here is with the us which kind of inspired our own harsh stance on marijuana use um yet now over there there is a major discussion about legalizing its use and several states have done so already though it's not been done at a federal level so having this super harsh stance on marijuana use uh, led to a couple of fallouts for the us one is that it has an extremely high rate of incarceration and the onus of that those who were arrested were disproportionately people of color and people who were poor um and on the flip side now many states are realizing that the taxes that could come from legalizing marijuana is quite an attractive proposition so i just wanted to is it is this is it possible can we juxtapose the situation there with what's happening in india and do the same concerns apply well um you could there you can definitely compare but i think uh, most countries and societies will have their own uh, unique aspect about drugs i think one um, element in the the way that the us has progressed uh, which um, you didn't make a note of is the fact that uh, the us many states prior to legalizing uh, cannabis for recreational use had laws which would allow uh, cannabis to be used for medical purposes right, right so state after state was introducing these laws and uh, there the, the this is in compliance with international conventions so like i said medical use of uh, narcotic and psychotropic substances is permitted it's not unlawful in fact it's indispensable so um, a large number of states in the us was actually allowing this but what they realized was and this california is a um, big example here is that people were getting a prescription and using it for non medical purposes they would and it was fairly easy to get a prescription and so and so have this problem 
and doctors prescribed me cannabis you could go to a store buy uh, marijuana and then smoke it or use it whichever way so many states realized that this is so paradoxical a we are making you know making a joke out of our medical uh, uh, dispensing system and b if we were to just honestly acknowledge that this is what uh, marijuana is used for and without any problem because clearly people who were getting a uh, medical marijuana were not you know threats to society or harming anyone they were just using in their own uh, private spaces so they realized that this is a mistake and so in 2013 colorado became the first state in the us to uh, make recreational use with you know allow a marijuana to be purchased without having a medical prescription or without anything to do with the medical condition condition so uh, and this is the direction in which most states are moving but having said that i think it's important to note that the federal uh, government uh, in the us the us government still criminalizes the uh, uh, marijuana yeah. so they maintain the federal prohibition but because of their you know their the legal system there they kind of don't enforce it so in states which have legalized the federal uh, you know government and their drug enforcement officers have this understanding they were not going to enforce the the central the federal law there now uh, if you look at canada which is again a big country which is recently legalized um, uh, non medical cannabis again one reason why it was done was when uh, prime minister trudeau said because we want to control drugs better so this was the clear acknowledgement that criminalization does not allow you to control rather it rests control out of your hands and gives it in the hands of people who are operating in the illicit market so in order to bring back control over uh, these substances and over who uses them and in what amounts and what quality etc it is necessary to uh, legalize so you know that's really been the the narrative in uh, countries that are now adopting legalization so i think these these factors do apply in the context of india but more so because india already had a history of regulating cannabis so if you read any states excise laws which deal with intoxicant drink and drugs you will find bhang and ganja mentioned there so prior to ndps we already had a regulated system in the states for ganja charas was excluded because it's more refined and possibly a little more potent but uh, and it, it's still there it's just that now it's overridden by the ndps act so if india wanted to revive that system it would not be a new system we'd actually be reviving an already existing system i think we we could right so we already do have uh, a framework of sorts for regulation yes yeah so there are some confusing aspects here because i do know that different states have different standards for what part of the the cannabis or the hemp plant can be used so is that a is that a confusing uh, thing that needs to be overcome 
Yeah, that that element of where you source the cannabis from is confusing. And as you know, it's confusing even in the Netherlands because while you can purchase cannabis from coffee shops, where the coffee shops procure cannabis, it's still illegal. So, uh, you know, many countries have not been able to resolve that. In India too, we maintain this weird system where we say that bhang, which is legal, right. can only be sourced from wildly growing cannabis. So you can't cultivate cannabis. But if it's wildly growing, then then you can you know pluck the leaves and then process it uh, yeah. with in government uh, premises, state government premises, or um, um, under authorization, and then uh, have it at the bhang shop. Now this is again very farcical if you ask me, and you you recognize that this is a plant that grows on its own. Yeah. So <laughs> what is the point of imposing? 10 years and 20 years of punishment for for a plant which you can't stop because it grows on its own right um yeah right um so, so yeah just to um just to perhaps uh, wrap things up um I, uh, given the kind of political capital this issue uh, seems to have right now i guess it may not be realistic to expect major change in terms of um uh, well not just reducing uh, punishment but leave aside uh, bigger things like legalizing um, legalizing marijuana use but i just wanted to check what has been the kind of debate on this over the years you mentioned some supreme court judgments earlier that uh, spoke about the quantum of punishment um, but has there been any observations either by the court or in parliament about uh, about legalizing marijuana so there have been some uh, you know snippets of things here and there if you remember uh, some years ago, this was the, the previous uh, uh, regime, the, the Modi government one, where uh, the then minister, uh, Menika Gandhi, had yeah. uh, made a statement that we need to, you know, uh, sort of let loose the controls of uh, um, cannabis. And then later, of course, she qualified her statement by saying, I'm meant for medicinal purposes. Uh, we also had a um, um, member of parliament from the last uh, uh, Lok Sabha who was trying to introduce a bill to uh, legalize cannabis and opium, the kind of the traditional drugs that are used uh, in the country. But more importantly, uh, last year, the government released a national survey on the extent of substance use in the country. So this is a survey commissioned by the Ministry of Social Justice and Empowerment and was conducted by the um, by a team of uh, doctors and researchers from AIMS, uh, the National Drug Dependence Treatment Center at AIMS. And it looked at alcohol as and drugs, not tobacco, but, uh, but alcohol and drugs. And uh, that also, uh, that survey had some uh, fairly interesting findings and they said that our problem of substance dependence is largely an alcohol problem. Right. It is not a cannabis problem. Um, after alcohol, heroin, of course, uh, was something that they singled out as being problematic. But interestingly, they also found that over the years, the use of 
the traditional and less harmful drugs like poppy, poppy straw, opium has declined and the use of more harmful drugs like heroin has increased. So, right. the, yeah, and, and, and the report also finds it compares the use of bhang and uh, ganja and chara. And they say that though bhang is legal, we don't have a problem of, uh, you know, bhang addiction and people are not losing it because of bhang. In fact, they, they kind of hint at the fact that the regulation of bhang has, you know, worked better as compared to the prohibition on uh, ganja and charas because clearly yeah. there were more people using uh, those substances and not the legal uh, bhang that is available. And then towards the end in their conclusion, the, the, the researchers note that uh, we need a different framework. That the current framework of prohibition and punishment is not working. It is not working to prevent people from using drugs. So the deterrent effect is just thrown out. It is not helping people who actually have a problem of a substance use disorder, dependence or addiction to get into treatment. Though there are provisions in the law that allow that, but they found that very few people are actually uh, receiving treatment for drug use disorders. And then lastly, that it is just, you know, it's just not making sense because your so-called drug problem is not, not just there, but it's also increasing and worsening because people are switching from less dangerous drugs like opium and poppy to more dangerous drugs like heroin. Yeah. So I think these, it's, you know, things like this which need to be brought to the table to have a very serious conversation about how we'd like our uh, drug control system to work. I don't think piecemeal changes of, uh, you know, tweak this section or delete that section. I don't think that really is the answer. And certainly not an answer in the current times where, uh, you know, even the smallest amounts of the least dangerous substance is being treated as the most heinous offense in the country. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did, I did hear that there was a private member's bill that was uh, sought to be introduced in parliament and it was sort of quickly shot down. Um, so, you know, just in terms of political consensus, is this something that's going to be very challenging to actually make any changes to the law? Um, I, I think it will be difficult and the, given, the, given the way that the media is reporting this very, very charged kind of uh, debate and look at what our actors are doing and this kind of naming and shaming, I don't think that really helps. But I, I, I do feel that if we were to seriously engage with members of parliament, for instance, um, I, I think Mr. Shashi Tharoor had also raised the question of uh, criminalization and harsh penalties in parliament. He's also spoken about this subject, the fact that the then minister, uh, Ms. Menika Gandhi, had uh, also suggested alternatives. So I think we, we are capable of having a serious and mature debate. But just that the current uh, environment is not very good. Okay, Shifti Tandon, I think we've covered uh, a lot in this podcast. And I'd like to thank you once again for joining us and making time for In Focus. Thank you, Jen. 
In Focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by the Hindu. We'll see you soon. Thank you.